Welcome back to DC Cinematic Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze Zack Snyder's Justice League by each individual minute. My name is Nathan. You can find me on all social media at NoClutchNate. And my name is Mark. You can find me on all social media at Mark Meadows. And today we're talking about minute number 42, uh, part two of Howard the Janitor. Uh, (laughs) This minute's going to start out with the very same aforementioned Howard the Janitor just wondering what the hay busted through this lab. (laughs) And uh, this minute's going to end with uh, some some shots at Themyscira and some ancient... Uh, box. It looks like it's carrying some some arrows or some something that's uh, being toted around. Very ceremonial scene we got here yeah. at the end. Uh, it looks a little bit important. It's it's like we get uh, half of the minute is stuff that we don't like about Justice League just in general. Like not even this version or or the other version is just Howard the janitor. I it's it's it is what it is. But Howard then the janitor it, part two. Yeah, and then the second half of the minute is the stuff that w- I I don't want to speak for you, Nate, but stuff that I would be like, now this is cool. This is what I'm into. This is pod racing. Yeah, this yeah. There you go. Uh, you know, there there's a few things I I have notes for for Howard the Janitor Part Two. Uh, one of them is, is the first thing he says, which is Jesus, and mm-hmm. um, I think I mentioned this before with Batman in Dawn of Justice as well, but. Um, Batman is not a religious person, um, and, or at least he doesn't believe in a higher power. He might be atheist or, uh, maybe just slightly agnostic in some way. Um, but he does say things like Jesus and Christ a lot. He shows and, up to church on, you know, the usual, the Easter's, yeah. the Christmases, you know. Uh, he owns a few churches. Probably. He gets a good splashes of holy water on him every yeah. year, so... But uh, so, you know, understandably, Batman is not a uh, religious person. <laughs> Whoa, he does say, what? Excuse me? But he does, um, you know, he does say Jesus and Christ a lot. And yeah. I, I know that that's written in there. And uh, I say that, too, in, in my own personal life. I say things like Jesus and Christ. Okay. Even though I don't typically believe in, in that. Um, right. But... I'm no, you know, in these movies, they say it a lot. And so it is understandable that you can still say those things, even if you don't exactly believe in it. It's just like a, a, an expression. Um, yeah. You know, it, I mean, it's derivative of, you know, the sin of taking the Lord's name in vain type of type of shtick kind of thing. So I think now in more so, I think in media and in mass media, it's more of, a expression whether or not the belief is there it's more of just an exclamation and ex, ex, ex secular ex, right yeah i mean this this the secularness that's a cool word um <laughs> gets taken out of it i think when you're using it this is weird because when you're using it as a curse it's like the secular is supposed to be taken out of it but if you're using it as a curse that still makes it secular so I, I I believe it's secular now that we there well in real life it's secular now that we don't have any attachment to religion when we say those things, but no secular and, is attachment to religion. I thought non secular was religious. I thought it was the opposite. I might be wrong there. Oh snap! Because no, I'm pretty sure non. <laughs> well, I I thought secular meant like secluding, like 
it's not of religious. So non-secular would mean that it is religious because non-secular. Non-secular is relating to or involving religious. Okay. So yeah. Yeah. Okay. So if you're using it non-secular, it still is is non-secular because it's intended as a curse and you are invoking the name in vain. Well, it's stupid. Come on. Well, the point I'm trying to get here, what I'm trying to say is... Yes, um, please. ...that I find it secular and that I think it's okay for it to just be used. But yeah. then again, we have these DC superhero movies that, that have religious allegories because it helps tie the superheroes to the mythology of religious figures. It's it's a thing that's purposely, purposely being done by Zack Snyder, but it's not intentionally supposed to be just a Christ or Christ-like allegory. Although a lot of people see it that way. A lot of people love it for that. A lot of people don't like it for that. Um, and it's, it's a very thin line, you know, it's not it, supposed to be solely a Jesus Christ allegory for these DC superheroes. It's supposed right. to uh, encompass all of them, which right. is why we spoke about the old Bailey and how it incorporates all the other different religions as well. Um, but like that being it, itself inherently, and and I guess with mass media, just kind of inherently tacked on Jesus Christ allegories to these gods. Yeah, where, because just I think it's just because of the uh, spread of Christianity. Obviously, you know. Yeah, with, with and it's much easy. With everything. It's easy for for the mass audience to point immediately to Christianity. Um, what a and, poster boy, huh? Yeah. What? A, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> uh, all the candles. Yeah. And so when he says Jesus here, I, it's just one of those things that kind of like, it doesn't irk me, but it, it does get me like, it always, it always grabs my attention because of how much it's said in the DC universe and in the writing. And I, although normally I think of it as a secular expression in mm. this movie, and every time they say it, I can't help but think it. On some level, it has to be sec- non-secular. A non-secular because yeah. of the mythology of superheroes yeah. and, and who you. And you if know. you want, we can do it. We can do a reaching corner here. Um, you remember when old old uh, old old baby Lex Lex Junior. Uh, old baby Lex. Old baby Lex. He had Benjamin Button. Little known fact of the movie, you guys. Oh, didn't. so he's actually an older person. Yeah, or younger. We don't know. He was in oh, that little middle period. We couldn't tell. It was like <laughs> when Brad tell. Pitt was on the motorcycle. We couldn't tell. No, I, I can't tell what you're talking about now. No, so I'm saying, you remember when he flipped over that painting and it had the devils coming from the sky? Bingo. Oh, uh-huh. uh, yeah, this is it. Oh, that that it's one of them. I mean, tack on the boom tubes of Steppenwolf and all the parademons falling down from the sky and everything like that. That's what's happening, you know? Yeah. So tagging on to secular, non-secular allegories that are painted, we're going to reach for that. And this scene being one that could be reached, rotched for... Uh, I don't think that's... <laughs> it's <reached>, past term. <laughs> reached that's for... Rushed yeah. for um for that type of for that type of allegory of the devils coming down from above <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah. now just gonna type, i'm gonna type that word in later i can't believe you said that <laughs> now I, can't, I can't stop thinking about it yeah. um yeah and we actually do get to talk about some gods later on in this minute or a god specifically uh one of the many gods 
And uh, yeah, so I, it's always just interesting when I hear that. I always, especially in these movies, I can't help but now think of it in a non-secular way, at least just in the movies, not in real life. In real life, I, I say Jesus as well, and I don't really... Yeah, I just take it so... Yeah. It's, it's it's so normal to me where it's like, oh, thank you for actually using yeah. that 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 in like the uh, in the way that I use it. And, you know, sometimes, you know, my mom would always be like, oh my God, Nathan, stop saying that. Mom, come on, it's... Big deal. It's not so bad. Come on, um, what the, what are we gonna do? Look at him. He's they're they're hanging him over the church. He's big old guy. <laughs> like, what do you want me to do about it? Huh? I don't make the, the rules. The other thing that I had a note for uh, with Howard the janitor here is is when he approaches that parademon, but before he pulls that curtain, that shower curtain, <laughs> and it with has bo- like that, yeah, the big surprise. Yeah, and it has that kind of red lighting. You said red room yesterday. Yeah, um, when we're talking, and this seems to have that red room color. Star Labs usually has, especially rooms that are based in um, Star Labs. I guess for the most part, if, if you're only doing a smaller view of it, it's kind of just like a, hey, make sure they're in the red room. You know, that's where the weapons are kept. That's just you know all the things. It's like the uh, Indiana Jones, yeah, uh, whatever. What is that? What would the what, warehouse? Yeah. Uh, they just mentioned it in Army of the Dead too, didn't they? I'm pretty sure they actually referenced. Was there an it. Ark of the Covenant thing? Oh yeah, they mentioned when they were mentioning all the different things that might be in that safe, and they were like, well, "We just got this from, you know, that warehouse from Indiana Jones," and they said it's speci- the specific name of it. I don't know Indiana Jones that well enough to to recall the name of that warehouse. I don't. But I, that's kind of a I'm, that's news to me if it had a name. But anyways, um. Yeah, so I was going to say that the Red Room, I mean, it feels like a comic book panel, as do all these uh, Zack Snyder movies that are based on comic books. When he pulls that curtain back and it has that red tint, like if you saw a comic book panel in Star Labs in the Red Room, it would have that red coloring um, in in all the pencil work. So it does give off that comic book Red Room vibe to it um, that we like to see in, in these Zack Snyder movies. So I really did enjoy that there. Um, I'm not skipping over anything you might want to talk about with Howard the Janitor, am I? Yeah, 100%. Um, so it is when he does see the parademon. Now, there's things that I need to keep track of, and I feel like we have been probably doing a disservice for 41 minutes or however long. Um, the different types of parademons. Oh. This is clearly one of that more insectoid one that's that's seen in the nightmare sequence at the end that lands on the on the car. This isn't like a big Hulkin dude. This isn't one that yeah. goes to Victor's house. They're not like the uh, soldier esque ones. This is like an insecty one. So there's got to be like scouts. They're like bees, right? Yeah, there's like a seeker type parademon or something. Like yeah. Harry Potter. Oh yeah, like the. The golden snitch of parademons. <laughs> that's good. I think that's what this guy is. This is what this guy is. We're calling him that. Let's deem him this one. The golden snitch of parademons. They do it's still have in the same way. It's Warner Brothers, baby. Hey, it only it was only a matter of time until we did crossovers. And this is it. This is the best you're gonna get. I want to know if they do have different names, different. Uh, you know, this. Uh... <laughs> what should we call this guy? I'm trying to like look up like the different ones, and there's a there's a page for the specific parademon in the ending of the movie that uh, shoots Flash. 
or shoots the flash mm-hmm. uh, the parademon shooter like this guy has his own uh it has his own uh wiki entry. and those guys look like they looked a lot like the uh the locust dudes from gears of war yeah he's uh, uh nicknamed gary the parademon oh one? see that he's got a normal i was gonna name this guy like joseph or something joseph giuseppe not giuseppe just joseph He's cooler than that. Uh, it's short for Giuseppe. Okay. Well, maybe it's like his mom calls him Giuseppe, like only at home. Yeah. So the uh, they're just called special parademons. That's uh, giving them more credit. I know. Who are the special ones? These these scout ones. These ones. These seeker looking ones. Um, they're what they're the special, special parademons. Just their different characteristics. They're not. They they don't look like the ordinary parademons, which are like maybe they're the, faster. The what is this? Um, soldier. do you see? Does this one? It looks like. I guess it's just the wings. the 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 wings are kind of like pterodactyl esque on the bottom. How they like have that. Kind of looks like a leg. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then there's like the bug wings that go on top. It's kind of like. You know, and I don't know how to. A dragon. <laughs> you trying to talk? Uh, <laughs> I don't know anatomy. avian biology. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, the tibia and stuff like that. I'd, I'd have to look up. Uh, yeah. Uh, praying mantis uh oh that's a good anatomy. one it looks like a reverse praying mantis or maybe a no it's a it's a right ways praying mantis yeah um i had to do like a little bit of uh like mantis and anatomy studying when i was doing my godzilla analysis and like my dissertation at, yeah because like a, a lot of times uh they use mantis to kind of define like the alien uh physique and stuff like that and they do that as well in um, like Gigan and Ghidorah I mean Gigan too but um talking about like the Mutos and oh okay um uh Mothra had they actually put a little bit of praying mantis in Mothra which you never really saw before um, but they wanted to give her more yeah they wanted to give her a little bit more uh tools of defense a little bit more aggression in her um and then obviously Ghidorah the way she uh, they walk um on on their wings and stuff like that but um you see that as well in the mutos their their main yeah uh, this like, the, yeah. the emp one yeah yeah exactly their main mm-hmm. like tibia uh arm and then so with the parademons here they have more of that uh insect like anatomy whereas the other ones and so this was my theory it's a little bit like the xenomorphs from alien where the host defines their anatomy. So like those more soldier looking parademons that are uh their their anatomy humanoid humanoid would be based off humans. Like they've they've converted humans into parademons. Where these parademons are Maybe there is from, a planet of bug people. Yeah, or they're just they're the original parademons from Apocalypse and whatever um. That maybe the species on on Apocalypse before became Apocalypse was something insect-like, um, and so that's why they have that anatomy. But I think this, to me, is 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 more interesting. Like this is how I envision parademons, and um, this this wasn't even in the other version. I remember like him pulling the curtain back and the shot being on his face and. It just had that scream, and and then that was it. It didn't even show the parademon. And again, going back to, I understand you want to cut down a movie to 
two hours, but you couldn't even show the pear demon. Like we can't even just see that. We had to stay on on. No, on it's Howard horror. The... Horror movie. Come on now. Show the pear demon. We haven't Come seen pear demons. At least I don't know. It's still horror esque. Let it be horror. I was fine with it. You were fine with just not just keeping the camera on on Howard the janitor. I in a horror sense, yes. Okay. Well, I'll let you have it. I think this is a lot better. <laughs> and from an actual horror director, Zack Snyder, I think this this works out pretty cool because you get to enjoy uh, the Parademon. Wait, are you saying, what are we, wait, 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 I'm sorry, were we talking about this one or this 2017? 2017, yeah, no, we should have saw the Parademon. Oh, that's what, okay. Hey, yes, I'm talking about I the I thought you were talking version. here. I thought you were saying it didn't linger long enough on the Parademon here. No, this does actually show yeah. us the parademon. The other version doesn't show us the parademon at all. It only shows Howard the janitor pull the curtain back, keeping the camera on him. No parademon, just a a quick parademon scream and then cut. Like there's just a sound of a parademon. Doesn't even show us what's happening. Yeah. It de- like and so the implication of that version is is it wasn't even looking for the mother box. It just came in Snatch Tower the janitor just to later on have Steppenwolf ask, where's the mother box? Where this version, because we've already spent more time with Steppenwolf in this movie, and Steppenwolf is like, oh, okay, I need you to go find the other two boxes. This shows those parademons looking for those boxes. They're not here to capture Howard the the janitor. It just Mm -hmm. so happens that it looked for the mother box. It drops the case because it couldn't find it. And then it says, all right, you're coming with me. And so, and it also can smell, uh, it has the scent of the mother box, which is on Howard the janitor for some reason. Um, he's around the area. He's cleaning up. Probably he's cleaning. Yeah. yeah. Taking, a, taking a magic eraser for that box or something. <laughs> That's what the mop does. It gets rid of the scent of the mother box. <laughs> and the, the idiot left it in the hallway. I mean. Yeah. It's a fabuloso that gets rid of 99.9% of, of mother box scents. So that's pretty good. That's pretty good. They should have had to deal with them. I wonder if this has the code on it, the case that the mother or uh, the mother box that the parademon drops. I don't know if it's going to show it. Yes, um, it says 1982. Yeah. Oh, does it say 1982? Does it say the actual? Yes. Okay. Okay. There it is. Yeah. Six one nine eight two. Yep. Should we get into what that is first, or should we not? Or what should do you we see say six one nine eight two? I see it on six... painted on the box. It says nineteen eighty two and something bureau or yeah. Well, it says uh... no. That might be German or something like that. I don't know. No, no, no. It, it says department. You're right. It, it, but it's like the Star Labs uh, stuff. But what I'm talking about is is the six right before nineteen eighty two, or says six one nine eight two. Oh, Six it dash. looks smudged on my screen. Maybe I just yeah, have it on no, the wrong it is, frame. It's, it's smudged in general. No. But uh, so I guess, I, I don't know if we're cutting ahead on this one, but they'll say 61982 later, uh, which is the introduction of Cyborg in DC Comics. That's his, that's the year. Uh, no, it, it's, June. it's smudged. Yeah, it is smudged in the actual movie. So, but no, it's, I mean, sorry, it's unsmudged. I just had it on a smudged frame, like a, it was moving or whatever, because I stopped on a frame and it's clear. 6 1982. Yeah. It's a little bit. But yeah, 61982. Six, um, so we got at least one important number so far. I don't know if we have any. I haven't seen any other important numbers lately. Not, 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 not too many numbers in this movie. Not too many, not too many number Easter eggs, at least. That's fine. 
yeah, that's that's our first one. It's the first big one. It's it's one that we can't miss. Um, but they'll say six one nine eight two more often. Um, I don't have anything left for Howard the janitor. Do you? No, that's it. That's all for that's all. Thank for you, Howard. thank you, Howard. See you later. He can leave now. Uh, we'll catch now up we get, with you later, buddy. <laughs> yeah, we'll find out about you later. Uh, here we go. We're now back at Themyscira, and this is where they are beginning this ceremony, the ancient warning fire, which we'll get into the, the other names later when they mention them. But uh, this is pretty cool because uh, they haven't explained Artemis yet, but we know Artemis because we've seen the other version of the movie. And if we had never seen the movie before, and we were seeing this for the first time, we would not know what is going on in this moment. We would just infer, much like we did when we were talking about the mythology behind Wonder Woman, especially with her being on Themyscira, a lot in the first movie that we were talking about. I think we would have gotten there, you know, if we would have saw this. Yeah. At least if we would have seen them open the like a special box you know what i mean i don't know if we even saw that in in, in 2017 no no artemis uh references at all just you know the the amazon that was named artemis uh i could probably guess that this would well i would have probably guessed some other uh greek gods that this era would have belonged to i would have my first thoughts would have been hephaestus or um uh, Athena even just having these the, the bow and arrow but knowing that it is Artemis and we also know that Ares killed all the gods in the in the war of the gods so all their weapons never were broken or, or lost or anything we see that Atlan has Poseidon's trident and you know Artemis's weapon is here it's kind of cool to know that their weapons live on all the weapons made by Hephaestus continue to live on and most of them seem to have been recovered by the Amazons of Themyscira one of the things I I really like about this is how it opens with Menelipe wearing that cloak Uh, it looks really really cool first of all but also when they did the costume test for Gal Gadot with uh, their original Wonder Woman costume test uh, she was wearing a cloak with her with her armor because at the time they thought about incorporating the cloak with her outfit uh, along with it. It's, uh, yeah, I, th- I thought it was the cloak that Hippolyta is wearing because it has like those leaf or or feather yeah designs in it. Yeah, so I I think the one that Hippolyta wearing is wearing is the one that uh, that they originally had screen test. Yeah, with Gal Gadot in it because it does have like that that same design, that same pattern. But I, I do like just in general that they're keeping that kind of idea, that design of, of having the Amazons wearing cloaks along with their Amazon armor because they're not in combat right now. So they can be wearing this. It's a ceremony. Um, you know, they don't have to be ready for combat just yet. It's like so, the Jedi, you know? Yeah. yeah we, you love a good Jedi cloak. <laughs> I do love it. it. It does look really nice. Um, tell tell me you're you're not looking at Anakin walking up those steps during Order sixty six, and he's in that cloak, and you're just like, dang, blue saber, black coat, cloak. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it looks really, really, really good. Uh, I I do like it. I think it I think it works really well here, and it works so well with the armor. Like it just ties it all together. It looks very badass. 
Now, the question remains that in 2017, we did get that terrible scene of Wonder Woman and Batman, and she is in a cloak. She does put the hood on as she's walking into that weird weapon show-off room that Batman's taking his armor off in. Yeah, that room always looked like it was trying to be like... Too much of a comic Tim- book room. Too- yeah, like Tim Burton Batman where he has all the suits of armor. Yeah. yeah, what the hell? Anyway. Um, Which is, yeah, it, it is what it is. But she was wearing that cloak and I, at the time, DC was doing their rebirth thing and Wonder Woman in DC Rebirth was wearing that kind of toga type of cloak around her armor and it looked it looks cool in dc rebirth doesn't make any sense why she's wearing it uh in in the bat cave it doesn't make sense why she's wearing that right then and there like she they just got back from getting their ass whooped by steppenwolf and then she's like wearing that and it's not really doing anything she should have gotten this cloak but then they were just trying to like i don't know capture that image of of dc rebirth to market it uh, which is probably just my thought that whole scene looks bad though because the suit that ben affleck is wearing as batman looks like a party city costume it looks really bad because honestly in if you were to see these actors performing their costumes look bad already like there has to be cgi work that makes it look seamless like especially henry cavill superman suit you can see where you know it starts and stops and where the seams are and where there's a zipper and stuff like that and that all has to get cgi'd out and smoothed out so that when they're turning and they're moving those wrinkles aren't happening in the parts that move and so you see that a lot with batman as well and so for that scene with wonder woman and batman it they just like didn't care they were just like we're just (laughs) gonna film the scene we're not gonna do anything with you know so the, a it's lot a of suit. His, it's a rubber suit. Of course, it's it looks bend. like he's wearing a party city costume because they do nothing with special effects to enhance the suit design to keep the um, to suspend our, our realism about it. You know, it, it's it's a very ugly scene to watch. I don't like it. Context wise, I guess you're trying to push the Wonder Bats thing. Cool, whatever. But man, do I not like that scene. It looks really bad. But anyways, this looks really good. This looks fantastic. I love these Amazons. I love just the way that they look with the with the cloaks and everything. It's so cool. And then we get this badass chest opening with these like this exotic weapon in it. It is just so cool. And there's only two arrows. Like that right there seems like whenever I thought about it in hindsight, at first I was like, oh shit, what is this? But the more I thought about it, though, the more I thought there was only two arrows left. They only needed they only need one to shoot right now. That leaves one more like that. Whatever mythology that is, that that captures my attention. I think that arrow is supposed to take out granny goodness. Is that what you think? That's what I would put money on, 100%. That's actually that's a good idea. With her furies attacking Themyscira and everything like that. Yeah. That's a pretty good theory. Or like Dasab, one of the big ones, but it would yeah, make sense for Granny one, if she's getting a get taste of, of, you know, the people that she's trying to enslave and they yeah. you know, fit and in. And I think there is a thing about Wonder Woman fighting the Furies because it's like she'll take care of mm-hmm. them. I like that. Um, but it was Queen Hippolyta and just all her Amazons taking on the Furies. 
and, like and just having that one arrow. Yeah, it's a, you only get the one shot. Eminem saw that. So I saw that movie, huh? <laughs> I do. I do like that theory. That's a good one. I'm a, I'm a man. I hope. Uh, I hope they do make a sequel so I can see if that's true because that would be a really cool thing. I have. I have heard the theories of why Wonder Woman dies in the uh, in the in the in the nightmare timeline, but we'll we'll get to that when we get to that in this movie. But I do like that. I didn't. I never thought about what that other arrow might be used for. I only ever thought of it as they only have one more arrow in case they need to warn man one more time about something. And if they've warned man before about something, you know, like there's only there's. It looks like there's a slot for a third arrow, but it's missing. Uh, yeah, but it's only on the right side, right? Hmm. No, I was thinking that I only saw like the the the, the stub, whatever the holder, on, only on the right side. It's a little too dark. Yeah, so you can um, see where the where the no, first that's not two... that's not where it would hold. That's like the end. It doesn't look like there's another set of at least one more set of like a no, because it would raise up higher. Well, it's going down. I it, it's almost going like a step ladder. Like the first arrow, yeah, is but there's off, no like higher. wall on the on the far side to like keep the arrow how like the 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 innermost one is. You know what I mean? It does. It, to me, it looks like there there is a slot there. Like there is a ribbing for a third arrow to sit. At least for me. But um, it's open. It's open on on the side facing us, facing the bow. It still it still goes down enough and then back up just a little bit to then slope down further. Like it seems right. to be doing that. Like it's going down, comes back up, slopes down, comes back up, slopes down. Which just to me it looks that way. It looks like there should be a third arrow. I could be wrong though, but I have to believe that they've thought this out at least of, of why there's two arrows. It's not like they just they didn't bring out a whole quiver of arrows, they didn't bring out just a one arrow. They're like, open the box two arrows and then in my opinion there might be a missing one to show that it there's been one used before um if i don't there know was what... one used before and it wasn't one that she would have fired at uh the ship she fired one at the ship she fired two at dark side okay so the one missing would be achilles or the War of the Gods maybe was used to warn mm. people at some point. Mm. Or oh, so, yeah. so you're just thinking that these are just warning arrow flames. These aren't offensive. Like this isn't just regular armament. Or maybe I thought I was I was under the impression that the warning flame was just like a thing that they could do, and they needed an arrow to say the uh, what did we call that word? What is Merlin? Cast a spell. What's the fancy word for casting a spell? Whatever. Casting. Uh, no. Cast. Conjuring. Con. No. Something else. You give. You say the enchantment. They did it in the Ready Player One too. Enchantment. Whatever. Yeah. Let's go with enchantment. Um, that is an enchantment from from uh, Excalibur. Okay. Sure. <laughs> I think I'm thinking of a different word, but it's not coming to me. Anyway, so I I, I was under the impression that. These arrows can be used as as arrows, just really high, you know, Artemis arrows, much like you know all the other weapons of the gods. I think but so. But in order to do the warning fire, you had to enchant it with that incantation. Uh, That's the word. Incantation. I gotcha. I 
Satanistic? <laughs> no. Hell yeah, so. baby. I think we're just making up words today. <laughs> uh, I don't know what the circle things are in the chest either. Um, Gunpowder. At, at first, oh, it could be. No, may, well, maybe it was. You remember they were putting the dust could be on jars. the. Uh, you remember the dust that they were putting on the mother box that they were uh, encasing? Maybe it's something to do with that. You could be right. You could be you know, right. You it just could, keep all those things in the one box. It could be. It could be. Yeah. I didn't think I li- of that. I like as... the theory of the missing arrow. It was the one that shot Achilles, if that's the thing. That's kind of cool. I don't really know if that's the right mythology, but hey. I we're, I we're... didn't think of them as, as containers or vessels. I almost thought of it as uh, it just helped with, with placeholders or, if anything, it was a locking mechanism of some sort. I, I didn't know. My... It's a slab. Yeah. Like a, it's like a tomb. Yeah, no, it, yeah. So maybe it is. Maybe they are jars. Maybe they are. I think contained. those are what they were. What those two, um, you know, mages were putting on the uh, on the mother box when they were sealing it. Yeah, you might be right. I think that's that's probably the better theory. Absolutely, it just looks really cool. I think I said this um, the other day, but it would be really cool just to have almost like a display of 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 the Artemis bow and and two arrows. I think that just would make a really cool replica set piece to have. It just looks really cool. It just honestly, if if they made a lot of Themyscira and Amazon replicas, I'd I'd be like, take my money. Just take, yeah, I would. Those arrows would be cool. Just like like the like because they're like metal type of arrows, kind of yeah, thing, like iron iron worked arrows. That's kind of nice. Or like you know, just uh, stands to put like Wonder Woman artifacts on. It'd just be really nice. Like, especially like if her gauntlets, there was like a display that you could put on. It would be really cool. Or like the lasso. Like a marble, like a white stack. Yeah. Or not even, not white marble, but just like in the first movie where it had like those angelic containers. Like, and it doesn't even have to be a full scale. It'd just be like a tiny little replica, little die cast looking thing. It would be so cool just to have stuff like that. you gotta get a 3D printer, huh? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, just 3D print all like uh, a bunch of Hephaestus weaponry and stuff like that. Um, yeah, it'd be really cool. <laughs> Does that catch your interest, Nate? Very much so. <laughs> all right, let me see your credit card number. Can you say that on the podcast for us? Yes. Let me get that routing number too while you're at it. Okay. Um, ready? Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's all I had for this one, Nate. Do you have anything else for for this minute before? Uh, no, up? that's pretty much it. We're gonna get into some really cool, really cool mythology more. So it's just everything's just cool right at one right after the other. It's just cool yeah. stuff here, cool stuff there. Uh, we're in it. I, yeah, just whenever we get to Am, Am, uh, Themyscira and with the Amazons, it's always just a delight. It's always nice to just soak in the the world of the DC Cinematic Universe that they that they want to have. Like this is one of those things where it's like, thank you. For building it. Thank you for giving us this and not just being like, all right, how do we get to uh, Superman fighting Steppenwolf? Like, how, how quickly can we get there? And it's like, don't you want to enjoy the world that they're in? Are you just Yeah, trying- exactly. That's yeah. what that's what you just said. What you just said is it. Don't you just want to enjoy the world that they're in? That's what escapism is. That's what all these things were meant to supposed to do, guys. Come on. Yeah. Keep up. If it doesn't adhere to what you think in your mind kick rocks like wait for the next movie or story to come out there's hundreds of them before pick your favorite yeah absolutely um well we're gonna go ahead and wrap up for today if you guys enjoyed everything you heard you can find us on all social media dceu minutes the facebook group dc cinematic minute listener society you can join us to talk about today's minute or any minutes you guys are catching up on 
And we'll catch you guys tomorrow for minute number 43 of Zack Snyder's Justice League.